The Live Radio Project was our last best hope for news. A self-contained podcast two hours long, located in neutral territory. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads, community members and developers. A shining beacon in space, all alone on a Tuesday night. It was the dawn of the third chapter of Elite. The year's space legs came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Lavian stations. The year is 3307. The name of the place? Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 371 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of Leet and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Sapphire, and Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford. And joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Aid Levice, otherwise known, known as Ben Moss Woodward. I think I've eaten something or drunk something, or I don't know. I'm not looking normal. No comment. <laughs> we have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. We also have our Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Psykit. I'm on the gin, lads. Oh, thank God for you, that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'd just like to also welcome back our Chief Bar Steward, Commander Psychocat. Psychocat? Psychoco? See, it's that long, I can't even remember the name now. Who's doing mm. tech tonight? You Psycho can't even cat. I mean, Psycho cat. honestly, I mean, if someone's always got four legs, it still counts. I'll take. You can't it. even mind the species. I've got the wrong type of cat. That does sound like an anime. If you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in game at Lave Station. Um, I'm walking around the concourse right now, and I can see a Miggles and a Ben. So you can you can feel free to join us. But if you can't get to us in game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live. Click on live chat, or just go straight to twitch.tv slash laveradio, or look us up on YouTube, or look us up on Facebook. <laughs> right. Um, so let's quickly go around the panel. Uh, and see what everybody has been up to for the last week or so. And this week, I think we'll start with Psykit. I went to see Spider-Man, and it was oh. very good. Whoa, enthusiasm alert. It was so good, though. It was so good. Um, yeah, that was predominantly predominantly my week. was The highlight of my week was going to see Spider-Man, because it was just that good. Um uh, I, I don't think I've done much else other than order 
order Christmas cards and do things like that and get Christmas cards out super late, which is really bad of me, um, and wrap presents and do kind of like Christmassy prep on the last weekend before Christmas. I don't understand where December went. Not a clue because all of a sudden it's Christmas on Saturday and I am not ready in the slightest. But um, other than that, like in game, I've just been, you know, the usual getting notoriety and having to hang about in game for a little while, waiting for that notoriety to go. Yeah, I saw you were doing a lot of murdering. Um, I, um, look, Frosty the Snowman takes no prisoners. Yeah, Bloomin saw that. I mean, in space, nice, kind, cuddly psychic wouldn't do, say boo to a goose on foot. Collateral God, you damage, like the term, they were. You are ter- makes the Terminator look like a nice, cuddly bunny, that does. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, could, guys, I enjoy a bit of murder. It's good fun. I, can't do, I don't know what else I have to say to that. So when you actually when you actually assassinate a target, you still get notoriety. No, some of those you see now. This is a problem because mm. the, the, the 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 unfortunate people that I had to slaughter were were not mem- were not targets. They were innocent bystanders. Um, but some of them, after I killed them, I scanned them and they had bounties. So, you know, maybe it could have been, maybe had I had the chance to scan, it would have been a little bit better. But I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Murder is fun. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit worried that she's been shenanitized. Is that the best word I can come up with? That sounds really, really gross. <laughs> You've been shenanitized. <laughs> no, no, Paul Arch is right. I did apologize after killing all of them. Oh, right. Okay. I'm so sorry about this. So basically, has the word sorry got any resurrection power? Um, it, it, it's no revivify, I'm not going to lie. No, well. Uh, right, moving on from, from one murderer to another, how are you doing, Shan? I'm feeling very smug in my chair because the Shan household is completely ready for Christmas. We, we have the logistics sorted out, all the Shanlings are home. Hobbs is being a wonderful Hobbs, he hasn't touched the Christmas tree at all, so the Christmas tree is intact, the decorations are intact, we have all the food, everything's all delivered, and we're just waiting for a joyous Saturday. Lovely. And then, in-game, in I haven't been killing people. Um, oh, I'm, I'm good. So, so my, my week's been, been quite good. I haven't seen Spider-Man or anything. It's been mainly involved with family logistics, making sure my mum and dad are safe to come and visit while at the same time having other relatives coming visit so that they don't endanger my mum and dad and all that sort of fun and games but we've got a solution now um so uh my, my suggestion was actually you have the um because mrs shan's brother and he's got three kids and stuff like that and they're all at school so proportionally they're at greater risk than say shan and i so what um so what we were going to do is we were going to take a picture of the buffet post-Christmas lunch and uh, send it to them and then pass it to them out of the window while they eat outside. Um, we have also been um, debating on Hobbs Christmas presents because we brought all our dogs Christmas presents when we had them. And uh, my suggestion of buying live mice and letting Hobbs run around after them was dismissed, unfortunately, by Mrs. Shan. I see. So not not so much the way of um, I'm I'm sorry just Ben just threw me there and I just had to run away and hide in my co- in my landing bay just to keep away from the plum and snowman. He's giving giving me 
It's freaking me out, to be honest. Is Ben going to join you in your landing bay? I don't definitely not. I have asked for a wing invite, well, to join his wing team, whatever, and Miggles has accepted my invitation, but Colin hasn't. I wonder why. Hmm. Hmm. Anyway, Ben, your turn. What have you I, been up to the last week? I too Thinking have seen... his nose where he shouldn't go. <laughs> yeah. I too have seen Spider-Man. It was awesome. I have also finished the last book of The Expanse. That was also awesome. Right. Uh, and I've been watching episodes one and two now of the final season of The Expanse, and they too have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I've tried to do some fuel ratting, and <laughs> I did have... I, I, I tried to do some fuel ratting, and I was like, right, I really need to get on with my life. And then suddenly a, an Odyssey case showed up. I log back in, mm-hmm. and the person decides, actually, no, you know what, I can get there, I'm okay now. Like, okay, fine, smart, all right, don't matter. I log off again, and I was like, right, I really need to go get some shopping. And then another Odyssey case comes in, I was like, right, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then by the time I actually get logged in, he's already been rescued. You know you, you know, there's a tradition, the fuel rats, from long ago when it was first joined, that if anyone wastes your time on a rescue, you have to blow them up. I think that's probably a Shan rule. Um, yeah, because... Th- Aren't fuel rats supposed to be completely unarmed? Well, it is encouraged. Um, I did have to actually... Con- I did have to convert my ship into a armed ratting ship. Ben, you don't need to have weapons on your ship. Your ship is a weapon. Well, that is true, I suppose. But no, we were asked... Because the client was being attacked by somebody. So they were like, could we get, could we get a couple of armed escorts to come and join us as well? Uh, so I did do that. Um, I still prefer my time wasting rule. You wouldn't no, get you, many false alarms then. Uh, you you would prefer it. Um, what else have I been doing? I, I I I'm I've done all of the wrapping that I can do so far. I've sent cards to those I'm not going to see, um, and I am hopefully going to be on a. I, I'm hopefully going to be going home tomorrow, um, and who knows. Whether or not I'll be able to escape Rotherham after going up, that's that's the only other thing, I guess, is we just don't know what's happening with anything. Yeah, I think that's about everything. Basically, full-packed weekend. Full-packed weekend, I. Yeah. Um, lots of fun. Um, and I, I yeah, totally utterly agree with Sykin about, um, about Spider-Man. It's so mm. good. So, so good. <clears throat> yes, unfortunately, that one's already been spoilt for me. Thank you very much. If you think that it has been spoilt for you... If you mm-hmm. think that Spider-Man has been f- spoiled for you, yes. trust me, it has not been spoiled for you. Because I went in knowing... Li- I, I, I really like spoilers, so mm-hmm. I uh, actively seek them out. I went in knowing... I went in knowing everything that has ha- was happening in that movie. I mm-hmm. literally knew all of the all of the exciting bits that would be happening. Them actually happening is mind-blowing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I will. Say, we're, we're British. We don't clap and cheer. Yes, the cinema clapped and cheered. Mm-hmm. You know, well, we, we don't. We don't do these things. It's so good. It, it was done. I understand yeah. that it's an experience that needs. Uh, it's a. It's a cinematic uh, event that has to be experienced to get your best. Uh, to get the best out of it, it's just I've felt a little bit deflated when someone went, "Hey, look at this!" I went, "What? Oh, you get?" Hey, look, Uncle Ben's dead. <laughs> 
Which one? The rice guy. <laughs> the rice guy. Yeah. Um, okay, let's see what I've been up to this week. Well, um, lots of elite as usual. Managed to get my powerplay commander into a bit of a pickle, but uh, he seems to be all right now. Let's just say, instead of doing deliveries, I've decided to pirate enemy factions instead. And it's fun. It's a great deal of fun. It's just a lot more dangerous. Uh, My Colin for Colonia commander has has been kind of neglected this week. Uh, So he's still 14,000 light years away from Colonia and still crawling their way there. Um, but the main reason for that is because I got Final Fantasy VII Remake on PC, I think 10 minutes after it was released on the Epic Store. And, and yeah, mm, I've be kind of been playing that a lot. Is that all of it? Because I think the re-release on the PS4 or 5, that only contained up to a certain point, didn't it? It does only contain... It, it basically, it contains up to... This is a weird thing. They've managed to stretch what was about four or five hours in the first game into a 30 to 40 hour game. But because it's Final Fantasy VII and because the the characters and the way they've um, modernised the characters the characters and the gameplay is so gorgeous, I don't care. I'm loving every minute of it. And um, even though people have said it's the worst, it's the worst port ever, um... I'm not complaining because it's working fine on mine. A little bit of a freeze every now and again, but apart from that, it's, it's manageable. doesn't detract from the gameplay. And uh, yeah, and it's taken everything that I loved about Final Fantasy XV and made it better in the combat, which is just chef's kiss for as far as that was concerned. Have you got as far as... I don't, got as, I don't think it goes as far as summons yet, does it? Oh, no, I've managed to summon Eryfi. They've gone and changed the summons. You can only use summons up against bosses now. Oh, I, so, do they still last ten minutes of a cutscene? Um, well, this one didn't, but I do know the ones of Final Fantasy fifteen were awesome. There's about a, 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 a minute and a half cutscene for each uh, for each summon, and they were amazing. <laughs> I, I remember my fight against Emerald Weapon in the original Final Fantasy VII. It was like, Knights around Mimic, Knights around Mimic, Knights around Mimic. It went on forever. Um, but I enjoyed the fight. It was an epic fight. I still remember it. But uh, yeah, it was, it was watch a cutscene, do something, watch a cutscene, do something. No, they've, they've, they've certainly changed the summons in, in a certain way because basically um, summons only become available in A, boss battles, and they're only available for a certain amount of time. You don't get a cutscene, but you do see them fight, and you can actually give them commands as they fight. I mean, that's that's what I've been up to this week, apart from the usual lot of work. And um, uh, yeah, the Shan, do you want to talk about the virtual um, event that we turned up to? Am I allowed to? I think we're allowed to. They didn't reveal anything apart from a vast amount of drunk and um, the fact we are so bad at quizzes. Well, I think we were bad, on, bad at the quiz on purpose, to be fair, because it was funny, <laughs> particularly the last round. Um, yeah, basically, there was, I think there were 40-odd people who attended AFS virtual quiz on Zoom. Yeah. And it, it was nice just to let, let the hair down with, with people and just it almost felt a little bit like um, it had LaveCon vibes. Can you announced. see who was there? So AFS was there, obviously, Bruce and Zach. 
Bruce and Sally is there. Bruce Sally. and Shiny Now, Sally is, is still um, uh, away. Yeah. Uh, what about Paul? Uh, Bruce and his shiny balls was there. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Uh, there was there was quite a few very odd um, mascots. I think the best way of putting it. And um, yes, there was uh, a, a large amount of alcohol was imbued by people watching on a Zoom. So it got sillier and sillier and sillier. Although I did <laughs> think I did think Arf um, refereed the quiz. Um, according to the FIA rulebook, again, again with the no, not going to uh, changing things in the last minute again, was he? Yes, let's just, let's just say I think it must must involve a lot of fluidity. The rules, what well, fluidity like rum and gin? <laughs> there was certainly plenty of that flying about. Anyway, so this bodes well for February as long as it goes ahead. <laughs> it actually. Got, it, it, it actually bodes well for, for LaveCon as well, because uh, Arf and Co. seem quite keen to attend in person, which, I mean, oh, yeah. obviously, nothing, take nothing for granted and take nothing for red, and plans may vary, no ETA, no guarantee, etc. But they they did sound quite excited about seeing everyone at LaveCon, which I thought yeah. was encouraging. Yeah, it'll be lovely to get things going again. General consensus from... Um like Holly and Dahlia and that as well, is that they're desperate to start like getting back out there and doing things. Yeah. So it's not just our end, they're also looking at it as well. Yep. Who's Holly, yeah. sorry? I, I know Dahlia. Holly, 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 Holly is Dahlia's boss. Okay. Well, yeah, Do- Holly's like the, the person in charge of Dahlia, essentially. It's very linear, though. Um, we'll, we'll have to move straight on to the development news. Now, what have the devs been saying this week? Well, um, first off that happened was on the 16th was uh, patch note 9.002. Uh, now, this appeared to fix the problems that we've had with not being able to scan um, a lot of the uh, fauna. So exploration is now fully available to everybody. Tick. Then they also said that um, the fire groups were fixed, um, which is true in most parts, but not completely. I think there are still people having trouble with their fire groups. And uh, yeah, they haven't really come up with a a 100% fix for that. Uh, Unfortunately, um, the issue about not being able to see who's friend or foe does seem to be sticking with us with it and it's going to stick with us until update 10 judging by what they said on um known issues which were left over for the holiday so uh guys have you have you had a chance to test out those fixes are you happy with them i'm not i'm not gonna lie i've not noticed whether anyone is like friend or foe (laughs) Everyone's an enemy, hey? Which feels a little bit like properly on form for me, but um, <laughs> I, I hadn't I hadn't noticed that. But um, like exploration was fine today, so and and I did some plant scanning, so and it seemed to work. Although I don't know if anybody else has seen this, but um, I got I got like your your three samples, and then got back into my ship, flew somewhere else, and yeah. then when I when I landed somewhere else and scanned something again when i went to scan that the thing for the first time it it said that it was like 
destroying my previous sample, but I'd already done the whole thing. Is that common? No. That oh, is okay, bug. just me then. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, that's a bug and report it because, I mean, that has never happened to me. I've got I've loads seen... of examples of it as well, so that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. Well, because what, what normally happens with me is that I, I do my, my three scan and then you look at the uh, – it does its animation – Mm-hmm. And I get back in the SRV, and then I find the next thing, get out, walk towards the new plant, and it goes and does the same animation again, which says it's um, resetting the, the plant scanner for you because of the um, the previous scan of three, if you like. But I don't lose anything. It just does the animation again. You definitely lost the data. No, I didn't lose the data. It just it just gave, gave me the animation that it was like removing it every time mm-hmm. I went to scan a new a new item in a set of three. Because when I went and sold my data at the end mm-hmm. of the stream, I had all of the new things. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, in that case, I've I've been seeing the same thing. Okay. I know I'm cool. Not losing, I'm not losing anything. I just know that he's he's resetting. The, the, it's kind of been stuck in this this loop. Mm-hmm. So basically, I'm going to report it as a stuck animation, but it doesn't get in the way of anything, thankfully. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't not spo- I haven't noticed the friend or foe problem yet either. But then again, in my Odyssey account, I haven't really gone after um, any combat as opposed to my Horizons account, so I'm okay there. Um, so um, Thursday was the last stream of the uh, from Frontier this year. And of course, what they had there was actually quite exciting if you have a fleet carrier. Um, they had a interior review while having an interview with Darren Hall, who's the senior game designer. And Shan, do you want to jump in there? I was first. I saw the stream, and it was very interesting with the fleet carrier stuff. But I know since the show notes, we can talk about that a bit later. But I was a little bit sad we didn't have the twenty-four hours fun and game silly stream uh, again this year. I, I kind of really missed those. I don't know if anyone else did. Well, um, normally they save that now for Game Blast, don't they? When um... And special effect are doing this big charity day. That's when they do. They've, they seem to have moved it to there. Either that, yeah. Or... Which I felt it's, it's a little. Well, I mean, I can completely understand it, but then so many other people do the same sort of thing for Game Blast. It kind of gets merged in with everyone else in a way. So I, I like the fact it was the fact it was at Christmas time and it was just jolly and it was just good to see the frontier let their hair down um, then. But uh, anyway, and um, yeah, I would. To be honest, I think under present conditions, a 24-hour stream might be asking a little bit much. Yeah. Um, Little Biggin says, if they did a silly and fun stream, people would complain, just like they had uh, a game stream a few weeks ago. So, Well, people are going to complain anything you do. Even so, you know, you just have to uh, go with what's fun, really. Yeah, I know, but you you just get people constantly spamming the... spamming the... uh, the chat room, which kind of would take away some of the, the fun, I think. But um, anyway, uh, yes, so we had Darren um, Halili uh, uh, giving us a walkthrough of what it, we can expect from the uh, 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 the carriers. Um, <laughs> and uh, yes, well, first impressions 
uh, of the fleet carrier interiors for me was well it looks nice i know it's re um they're, they're reusing a lot of assets but in a i thought a, a, an ingenious way uh you can buy extra services. We've got Pioneer Supplies, which uh, you're able to change the markup of, of various uh, goods. Um, some Pioneer Supplies can stock illegal items if you want. Uh, there are, the bar works differently. Uh, it works more like the commodities market, uh, and you can set up a, a supply and demand. Um, Vista Genomics works pretty much similar to the concourse. Uh, for the carry owner, it's similar to uh, carto cartography data uh, and then we have the shipyard which is this, exactly the same as it is um, in, on foot uh, and then we come to the jump room where you can sit down Sean well I was just going to go through did they give any figures to how much these extra services are going to cost in maintenance did they mention that at all I can't remember none whatsoever so it's not going to cost maintenance or they didn't mention it they didn't mention it okay um a little bit sad they people get moved to the seat for the jump sequence because it would have been ideal if they laid down with a towel under their head and then when the jump finished the towel was then on, on their feet there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see extra points to people who can get the reference psychic it the bar that wasn't quite a commodities market, though, was it? It wasn't just like trading commodities, wasn't it? Trading engineerable engineering items. It was. I was actually going to bring this up because um, it seems like they're going to be. You're going to be able to trade mats there, which is the first time you'll ever be able to effectively trade mats. Players have never been able to trade mats before. You could. You couldn't even eject them and have someone else um, scoop them. So can you, as a carrier owner, I don't know, give the barman a tab of, I don't know, a billion credits and then exchange credits for the engineering items? Or do you have to stock the bar with your own engineering items and hope people want what you've got and swap it for I, cat pictures or whatever it's called? I am under the impression that it's a mat-for-mat exchange. So basically you have a bunch of mats and you set whatever the unit price is so basically you know and did they confirm know... that though did they confirm that that it was matt for matt or is that just your interpretation that was my interpretation and looking at the mechanics of what what's already there that seems the more log the most logical solution and rather than the odyssey mats so if i've got i don't know chemical manipulators can I put chemical manipulators in the bar and swap them for Odyssey materials? Well, actually, yeah. that is one thing they never confirmed. They did say that mats could be done, but they, we didn't say whether or not standard, uh, you know, Horizons engineering mats could be done or whether or not it was just Odyssey engineering mats. I'm hoping it's both. It would be interesting if it was both because some of the uh, Horizons mats are relatively easy to find them to get if you know what you're doing, where other ones are so easy, they're almost worthless. So it'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah. And uh, and the Miggles um, has asked a question, does that mean we'll get extra material storage on the carrier, or will it be stored in the same place currently? So in other words, can you store the mats in the bar 
if you run out of space for, I don't know, iron, for example? Again, um, we've got no idea. They did say that um, the the bartender is the is the place um, that you handle the mats and you handle the commodities. So that's all they went into. Um, as little Biggin saying in the in the chat room, the stream itself was actually uh, pretty much a walk around with touching on each of the. Uh, the features, but they didn't actually do a deep dive in all of them. So basically, we got an idea of, of what's coming, but um, again, not really deep enough for so us it, to so your questions. So it's like a school tour of a museum. This is the this is the dinosaur. This is the panther. Yeah. Whatever. It wasn't yes. like oh, you can you know you can choose what materials the barkeeper stores and sells and etc. Like that. Yeah. They they did, they did yeah they they did they did touch on it, but they didn't actually go into any meaningful detail, if you like. Then well, I yeah. guess it's a while away, so yeah. I mean, that's one other thing to to mention is that originally these were scheduled for update ten, which is coming in the beginning of January. However, they've said that it's taking a little bit longer than they were expecting, so fleet carrier interiors have been moved back to update eleven. Which I'm assuming is sometime in February. So, yeah. Um, one thing that did surprise us was that um, the carrier owner and his team they get a bridge and their own private ready room. I want to be able to customize that so bad. Well, funnily enough, you can to a certain degree. Um, you can swap out interior color palettes to personalize your um, ready room and and your uh, your fleet carrier to to, to a degree. Um, the main thing that I do wonder about that is is it that going to cost you arcs? I should imagine uh, so. Guaranteed. All right. John, you got a question on interiors. Well, I was, I was going to say, we, we mentioned last week uh, when we were talking about interiors about the feasibility of having an interior ready room on your ship, mm -hmm. not just on your carrier. Um, I'm wondering if that's now looking more likely, do we think? And would they then use that as a replacement for ship interiors so they can say well there's no point doing ship interiors because it's just a bunch of boxes and it's boring but you can have your own ready room on your ship and you then you reuse the same code and mechanics and whatnot that they've got I, on carriers i wonder whether something like that is a um a little bit of a precursor or them just testing the water to see how how often players use it Mm -hmm. And then um, if if it's used, like, if they have data that shows that players are in the ready room and in those areas pretty regularly, then um, it gives them something to go back and then justify their position of, oh, yeah, no, players really want these, these extra spaces to um, RP in, and we can prove it with this footfall data, um, which makes it a bit easier to um, suggest it to the people who are saying that, other, that players don't want that. Alternatively, they'll just say, well, how many arcs have been spent on interiors? That too? Yes. So therefore, <laughs> if you want ship interiors, buy some arcs to let them know. <laughs> no comment. Mm, funny that. Um, yes. I mean, one of the things that I quite liked was that apparently 
the NPCs that you can actually hire, you know, you hire department heads for your um, for your carrier. When you actually walk around your carrier, those department heads won't be visible. So you'll come across a, I don't know, when if you sit in your command seat, the guy in front of you will be the um, whoever the helm officer is, or or things like that. And you can you can fire them and obviously generate new crew, which obviously excites Commander Shan. I was going to say, well, I'd be interested to see how that works out because most of the NPC crewmen look like Wayne Rooney that's been hit in the face by a cricket bat, and that's just the female ones. So I'd be interested to see: do they vary the um, the size, the size, and the shape of the crew of the crew people? Because at the moment, there's one model, isn't there, for the male, and one model for the female character. I'm just wondering if they're going to vary them or here's a thought. Is that going to be another arc sync where you can buy your NPC crew outfit? <laughs> it could be. Or as some people in the chat are saying, um, yes, can we, we can we spend arcs on having an attractive crew, please? <laughs> of, of either gender. <laughs> space harem. Yeah, I see. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, I think it's a nice touch. It's just, it does feel like it's an awful lot of effort for something which is not going to be used that much. Um, oh, and if anybody is wondering, when the, you were walking around, you did see the same escape pods that um, you saw in the mega ships. I did notice those as, the, as you were walking around. It's a shame we can't invite Etty and Dawn on our um, carriers and have him browse the crew. <laughs> browse the crew. Oh, no. That just sounds so wrong. What do you mean to sound so wrong? It is so wrong. Uh, ben, have you got any thoughts on what you saw with the uh, the uh, fleet carrier interiors? I think he's asleep. No, he's not, because he's definitely just written in chat slave layer outfit for crew members. Yeah, he's hoping so. He has, he's gone to sleep. I did what? write I was away. I had to go and deal with phone calls. Oh, did you? Yes. I do apologise. It's all right. Uh, I told the wife to bugger off and I'm doing a show. Wow! Uh, no, I, I, I didn't quite do that. I just, I did, but I did wrap it up quickly. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, and we not in slave layer outfits either. No, <laughs> Sorry, what, what were you asking me, Colin? I, t- I just wanted to know what your general impressions were was of the uh, the gated tour of the fleet carrier interiors. I was glad to see that it was clean and that we didn't have rubbish floating everywhere. <laughs> um. Yeah, it was nice. It's it's. I'm glad they're they're there. It's a good thing. It's still just a menu screen, though. So you know, you are going to see your jump, your that, fleet carrier jump that you wanted that, to see. Uh, watch on YouTube. Yeah, I I will agree there that you know watching that fleet carrier jump for the first couple of times is going to be fun. Um, Do you think it I, will encourage people to buy a carrier? That if the if the material trading is is what it is. Potentially. But then you can just jump onto any of the bajillion carriers that are sitting around every other station. Depends if they've got what you're after. Mm. One of them probably will. I must admit, having seen the internals, so to speak, I now want a fleet carrier. I never wanted a fleet carrier before, and I'm now looking at it thinking, right, what do I need to do? I've I've got just over a billion. I need another six. Why don't you come and stay on mine for a while, Colin? Um, because basically, uh, I don't want to be sold to Etty and Dawn. I wouldn't sell you to Etty and Dawn. 
No, you just give me to Seti and Don, which is even worse. Not even worth a price. You'll be sale on return. <laughs> it's not going to make yeah, me want to buy a fleet carrier, but yeah, for those who have them and who use them, I think they're a very good thing. Mm. Um, it was a feature that was that should have been there from the beginning, and I'm glad it's there now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think is if we hopefully view this as the start of something rather than there you go, be happy with it, buy. I think it's a good thing. If it's just a something to placate people, I'm less keen on it. I would like it to be the start of something. Personally. I, I don't think it's something to uh, to placate people. I think this was part of the plan. Mm. I think this was part of the plan because um, with the amount of effort that it would take would have taken to put this in is phenomenal. It's, it's you know it's up there with actually putting the concourse in the station itself. It's not a small job. It's not something they can say, oh, they're not happy with ship interiors in May and just have this ready now. This would have had been uh, worked on long before the uh, the alpha was was ready. So I can, would it? It's been out since May. I think it would. This this particular piece of code would probably have taken a lot longer than just that. Psychic. Have you glitched inside one yet? I haven't glitched inside one. No. It's really cool. <laughs> they've 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 since the first patch they've uh-huh. added even more lighting. So the the first patch when they actually appeared within um within stations, I watched Crispy go around his and it was really really dark going mm-hmm. around it. But when I've managed to glitch inside mine a couple of days back, um it was it was really well lit with the exception of Pioneer Supplies, I believe. But yeah. everything else was um was re- just looks really really nice and I'm really I'm excited to be able to um customize it with with spending money. Yeah. I mean uh, Commander Chig from Loose Screws has turned up in the chat. Hi Jig. Um he's essentially saying it's player housing for Elite Dangerous. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm dead on it for that. I think that's fantastic. Uh, yeah. I must admit it's one of these things which has worked for me because it's one of the things I've not wanted a fleet carrier before. Now that I've seen this, I do want it. Do want one, and I'm really regretting missing out on getting one in the in the days of the rush. Come and visit my carrier, Colin, and I'll show you around. They were discounted the other week as well, Cole. Bad times, bad times. I yeah, I, it, you've got a, you've got you still got the upkeep and everything like that for them. Yeah, that's why I said I need seven billion, not. Five billion. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, one thing I think I wouldn't like to see a ready room in our, at least in the smaller ships. But if I could get, if it's like the opening of, say, giving us a bunk room mm-hmm. for, you know, if you've got two people in a sidewinder, give us, give us like a wee room and two bunks or something like that. And that, you know, that would be at least a start of things. And then you could maybe work up so that on an anaconda. You do have like a captain's room, a wee bunk room for the crew, and a ready room or something. Yeah, there's only one, oh, don't worry, Shan. I'll come back to you in a second. But there's only one problem with actual ship interiors is that there's a difference between the ship interior and the mega ship, where it's pretty much non-combat. It's a static environment. It's stuck in the one place as opposed to a ship in a proper ship interior where it's got to track all the uh, various bits 
as your fl- ship flies about so that if you've got a crew, it's got to track where that other crewman is who might not be in the, the other co-pilot seat. And if something happens to the ship while, while you're flying about, it's got to then also work out what happens to that other crewman or your teammate rather. And judging by the engine at the moment, I don't think it would be able to handle that. And certainly, and we'll come on to this at a later point, I don't think the consoles will be able to handle it either. Shan? Yeah, interesting. I'm just thinking, how is that different from you looking at the galactic map while you're flying around or peel scooping? But anyway, quick question then for Colin and perhaps everyone is, what sort of in cabin would you expect to see on what ship? So for me personally, I, I sort of imagine this very Apple Store palatial kind of thing in the Gutemeyer ships and maybe something that resembles a scruffy student flat in, in the, the Asp. In the Lakons, yeah. Because Lakons are rubbish, so, you know. <laughs> the Lakons certainly have the feel of Red Dwarf about them. So you, you're pretty much expecting to have a have a, a Lister and Rimmer kind of yeah, and, and set up. <laughs> Uh, and the core on the core dynamic stuff that would be like the inside of the uh, the Galactica, wouldn't it? It would be the um, very functional. <laughs> yeah, it, that, I mean, it's it's one thing for for us to speculate on at the moment, but we know that it's not coming anytime soon. And I think they've got more important things they need to get out of the way before they start putting in ready rooms and and bunk beds into ships. Unfortunately, well, whoever the commander was who uh, was talking about an all-female crew, I think they disagree about the importance of punk beds. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Then. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's it for really the last the last stream. There were two other things that they touched on. One of which we'll we'll talk about later. But the other thing was, of course, update ten. Now that's going to be focusing on optimization and bug fixes. Um, I just quickly want to ask the rest of the crew. How well, I know that Shan's performance is is absolutely fine. Psychic Ben, how is your performance holding up with update nine? Okay, I'm in space at the moment. I'm going down to a uh, icy world because it's Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm currently at sixty fps. I was about yeah. I'm 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 basically rocking sixty fps at the moment, easy, and I'm probably only on sixty because that's the uh, frame rate of my monitor. Right. I um, mean, what detail have you got it on? High, mid, low? Four uh, K high. Four K high. Right. Fair enough. I did I'm notice. Uh, have you got a nice one? <laughs> um, I did notice I am dealing better at four K than I was at say two K or something like that. So I'm dealing better at a native native resolution. Right, I see. Um, Psychic, how are you finding the performance then? I still have less frames in settlements, mm-hmm. but I must admit, getting out, getting getting a little bit out of the bubble today, and um, bouncing around, I don't think I noticed one moment where I was like, "Oh, now this is a bit shit, isn't it?" It was. It was really so smooth sailing there's a couple of times where i talk about wanting extra frames for christmas when it's um closer when when we're in settlements and stuff and a lot of the stuff that i do because a lot of the stuff i do is bgs related a lot of it is by that nature within a settlement so that can become slightly frustrating um a a, a fair amount of the time because it's still subpar there's no denying that however 
when I think back to how it looked when I first logged on, the improvements are leaps and bounds. And I honestly feel like now, had they released Odyssey now, yeah, Mm -hmm. there would still have been some complaints, but I don't think there would have been anywhere near as much of a majestic clusterfuck that did happen. (laughs) Yeah, I said that about update eight, actually. That was was my... And this is this is this is how it should be. That's that's when I said this is what the state that should have been when it was released. But um yeah. Uh as far as myself was concerned, yeah, um as I've got a graphics card and PC which is a lot older than yours, um I'm doing okay on mid detail at uh uh all the way through. I'm now it's now completely playable. I don't get a slowdown anywhere. But I will agree with Mac Winston that um, if you've got a, a PC which is below the um, uh, below the recommended specs, you can forget about VR. I try and I played Horizons VR on Monday night. Absolutely loved it. Flipped through to Odyssey. No, no thing. No, no chance of working. And and basically, I've, it's the first time I've felt motion sickness in a in VR ever because the the frame rate was that bad. So uh, yeah, I must I must admit, um, vast improvements there. So uh, I think what we'll do is uh, we will move on to the in-game events of what has been happening this week. Well, um, quite a lot by the looks of things. Um, and on the 15th of December, the Triumphal Salvation was announced over Galnet. Um, obviously, Salvation has uh, been quite successful in purging three systems worth of Thargoids. Uh, the downside of this is that um, he's, although he's purged three, there's still 22 systems now under Thargoid attack. <laughs> yeah. Jan? I don't trust Salvation at all. I tend to agree. It's, it's yeah. I mean, Salvation for whom? Salvation for Guardian AI? Maybe. Or it's certainly... Um, it, it seemed weird, because further on, the, the he went on to announce that he's not going to be uh, able to uh, fire off the weapon again until next year, surprisingly enough. Yeah, he's on the booze. His Christmas party can <laughs> last him that long. No, there, there was no party. There was oh, no sorry, party. It's working. a work meeting. It's a work they're, meeting. They're, they're, yes. cheese and wine. Oh, my God. I love you guys. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's that's what it is. He's managed to make, work out how to uh, to power Guardian weapons using Lavian Brandy. That's why they were using it. <laughs> well, well, maybe maybe he's put Lavian Brandy in everyone and we're just imagining <laughs> you're yeah. just imagining that all the Thargoids died. Yeah. <laughs> the NMLA megaship um, on the 16th of December has been renamed. Um, the Steel Majesty has been renamed to the Fairfax Vision um, after all the uh, uh, after all the the death of uh, Theta Seven uh, and so on. Uh, also on the 16th of December, a gift from a thief was announced. Now these seem to be clues that uh, are being uh, that are being left around by the, the winking cat. And if you are able to decode these these items, then there are some nice 
uh, juicy goodies for you to to scoop up. I don't know uh, how long this this kind of mini event is running for. I do. Oh, excellent psychic. How so long do you run? First one, two weeks from the um, 16th to the Thursday after Christmas. Excellent. And then the next one, so the next three gifts um, are running from this Thursday until the the two, two weeks, two weeks' time. It's a two-week gap. Um, so, like, the first Thursday in January. Right. Okay, so we've basically got... A- until a week on Thursday to go around and collect all these items. Yeah. Right. Excellent. Because I keep on missing them. <laughs> do we know what the reward is? Yeah. Yeah, well, we do. For the first three, we know what they are. And we're not going to spoil them here because they're fun. Um, I don't care about fun. I just want them to make things blow up. Oh, no, but one does explode. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I said. That's not what I meant. Effectively, two explode if you crash it into the ground hard enough. Um, right, on the 17th of December, um, the first clue was given, dash 5, dash 70. Uh, on the 18th of December, the next clue was get, given, dash 9, dash 118. And the 19th, there was dash 76, dash 118 yet again. So um, make of that what you will, go work it out, or if, you, if you're lazy, just go and look up in the forums, because someone's posted it somewhere. <laughs> No, the dashes have to stay in. No, there's not a dash at the beginning of five. Oh, not that one. Not that one. The rest of them have dashes. Oh, right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Obviously, on the 20th of December, Theta 7's identity was finally revealed. A John Tyburn uh, apparently got very disillusioned, got um, uh, basically oppressed for having Marlinist beliefs and... um, got radicalized and before you knew it he was able to um create these enzyme bombs with uh, Liz Ryder's help. Uh Shan. If you breathe in deeply and inhale the aroma, you can pick up the faintest smell of Patsy. <laughs> of oh, Patsy. Go on. What gives you the sense of Patsy? The the scent of Patsy rather. Well, because it's a convenient suspect and he's dead and, you know, if you watch these sort of espionage films or whatever, there's always a guy who's a perfect fit and they go, oh, we've found him now. And the real villain is running away cackling. Always happens. What you mean like Kaiser Sose? He lived. Yeah. <laughs> Psychic, what was the, what was your Theta 7 response? My, my, like... It felt to me like it was a final like nail in the coffin at the end of that story, honestly. Or it's either one where they're going to leave it now for a very, very long time, a bit like the length of time it's been between these more recent Winking Cap episodes and the last one, because I think there's like a big two-year gap in between them. Um, it, it To me, it felt like it, it was the a direct reaction to the amount of times that um, on these CGs, the community has sided against the NMLA consistently every time. And it, we, we, the general consensus is from a lot of people that I've spoken to is that pretty much done with this theater seven story. Now, can we, can we jog on and go <laughs> on to go have something a little bit more juicy or you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Um, Question for Cy on that, sorry. Um, 
Did the players have any agency in whether Theta 7 lived or not? No. What, what do you mean? Well, the agency would have been that um, they would have had to have won the, uh, the previous CG. But people have had enough. They seem to had enough of the NMLA terrorists because every single time there's been a combat CG where the NMLA are involved, they get their their arses kicked. I mean, I, I agree with Sai that it's probably the last we'll see of it for a while, but I don't think it's the last we'll see of Theta Seven. Pull that. You think Theta Seven's coming back? I don't. Well, not coming back at all. I think he's just gone. He's hiding somewhere, or shopping, <laughs> or something. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who think, well, it's just a video cast. We didn't actually see a body, but he <laughs> yeah, gets hard to see a body in the middle of a, a huge mega ship. Uh, excuse me. Well, um, today's news was the there was two items of news actually. The Thargoid presence persists in multiple systems. Um, but this is the Pilots Federation giving an explanation that even though um, Salvation did have to, did manage to um, push them back. It does seem that the Thargoids have uh, redoubled their efforts. However, they have to have um, a specific in, uh, interest in uh, Sheneve, uh, Pleiades Sector IH-VC2-5, and the Corsac Sector VU-OB6-6. All, of course, which are in the vicinity of nebulas. Um, they've asked that uh, individual commanders and anti-Xeno squadrons please remain fighting on the front line because we don't have any other defence, which <laughs> is really nice. Uh, it's up to us, guys. Uh, and Psychic, go on. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thought that when somebody releases a giant killy bomb thing on all of the Thargoids, that they might retaliate somewhat? Who <laughs> saw that coming? I have no idea. Because <laughs> one thing that I failed to mention on the 17th of December, there seems to be a lot of um, uh, Salvation is now recruiting naval crews. There seems to be uh, crews from the Alliance, Federation, and Empire all defecting uh, and joining um, basically the mega ships which uh, are connected with Salvation, uh, and saying that they are they are working for him now because he's the only one that fights against the Thargoids. Shan, you have an evil theory. Well, yes, I was just thinking of why they'd be needing naval crews and the gap between uh, firing of. Uh, Salvation's weapon is what if he's somehow, and this is me playing way too many fantasy games, but what if he's <laughs> channeling the life force of the oh, crew no. into this weapon, and that's why it's so powerful. He's basically leeching people's life force away, draining them to... Nah. No. I, I think that's a bit far-fetched. Uh, and I think you well, may say... Me. Yeah, human batteries in quite topical, but uh, I mean, what's the thing? Any technology can be seen as magic to if, <laughs> if it's advanced enough. Yes, thank you, Arthur C. Clarke. <laughs> um, oh yes, and Galnet has also apologised for the aforementioned dash number messages, even though the first one didn't have a dash. 
So, um, the Galnet formally apologises to all commanders for this unprecedented disruption of our regular service. We have no explanation at how these illicit transmissions were inserted into our regular feeds. Our technical teams are currently investigating, and we will confident we are confident that this situation will not reoccur. <coughs> They're going to be super pissed when it happens again over Christmas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you hear? Did you hear that Wotherspoon? You're going to get fired. <laughs> Oh, what was what did the half call uh, Weatherspoon on the? Um... Oh, I was too far gone by that point. I mean, I'd won a prize, and I can't even remember what I won. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I won a prize on the, one of these spinny things, and I, I, uh, I can't remember what it is. I'm having to email Frontier right now, trying to say I think I won a prize on Friday night. However, I can't remember what it was, but I did win. Honest. <laughs> Uh, that's my mistake for trying to match off drink for drink. Let's just say he know he knows how he can handle his rum. <clears throat> See, I think I think he actually had an empty bottle under his <laughs> desk, and he would just like he wouldn't actually shout until the rum he'd drunk. He'd just pull the empty bottle out each time. <laughs> Don't you dare tell him he's won an adder skin. That's just cruel. <laughs> oh yes, do it, do it. And I had a ship kit as well. Oh my god, I'm an agent of chaos. Let's do it. <laughs> Ooh, hiss. Hate you all. <laughs> In additional news, um, Operation Ida's holiday haul does continue. Um, the present target they've got at the moment is the Oracle in Delphi, the Oracle station in Delphi, which used to be the old, um, oh, what's Aegis? Yeah, that's it. It used to be the old Aegis headquarters, but goodness knows what's happening, what's going on there. Um, and according to Thargoid.watch for the uh, Anti-Xeno Initiative, uh, their top three priorities for this um, moment at the moment are Pleiades Sector IH-VC2-7. For the Colsac Nebula, there's Muscadark Dark Region PJ-P6B6-1 uh, uh, and in the Witch Head Nebula, Evangelis is still the target. <laughs> I do not want a fleet carrier full of adders. No. Oh, God, no. Excellent idea. <laughs> when Colin's fleet carrier arrives, we can all fly our ships and leave them in the in the uh, docking bay. The first, so, time, uh, the first time he goes to jump his fleet carrier, <laughs> everybody needs to um, come there with adders and just block his view. <laughs> that would be beautiful. <laughs> I've got an adder blockade. I think I'm tempted oh. just to leave one in his carrier, just to. Uh, oh just no! To I, I'll tell you what would be the ultimate troll is you know as you walk around your uh, carrier when you get to the uh, when you get to um, the ship part. There's there's also a viewing area which you can walk over and view a ship which is in there. Just imagine if they stick it so that there's always an adder there, and it Make never changes. <laughs> Well, no, I was hoping that they, they have a view of all the ships that's in there. So if we all came in there and put an adder in there, all you could see is adders, as far as I can see. <laughs> oh, God, you horrible people. Pink adders. Choose the grossest adder paint scheme you can find and leave them in Colin's carrier. <laughs> like an adder DDS, a DDoS attack. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> 
you cannot dock with Colin's car- uh, carrier because there's a pink ca- adder area. Oh, dear. It's, it's just getting ridiculous now. Right. So I think uh, we're going to move on. Can we please have the store alert song, please? Store alert! Welcome back. Well, as we we seem to have, have now established some kind of uh, pattern here, where if there is a vast amount of store alert stuff to talk about, we put the uh, the operatic version on. Uh, however, and in this case, as some of you have already seen with Ben's creative use of 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 a carrot um they have a certain amount of snowman themed jumpers and elf bundle jumpers and festive jumpers uh so and santa outfits so you can probably um see the theme that's happening at the moment (laughs) shan I was remarking actually that the uh, operatic version of the Starlet song almost sounded like a Christmas carol, didn't it? You could just imagine that being sung by King's College Choir or something. <laughs> uh, um, onto the uh, Starlet stuff. Not personally, not a huge fan of the goofy ones, you know, the stupid looking ones. Um, but bah humbug to them. Yeah, bah humbug to you too. <laughs> it's like it. I bloody love him. I thought you would. You knew it was gonna. You knew it was gonna happen. I tell you what. I really, really, I really, really want the um, the jumper with the um, elite dangerous logo, sort of like across across sort of the the center of it. I want that in real life. Thank you, please. <laughs> that would be very, very nice. I must admit, the fence, the festive jumper pack looks a bit of kind of the thing that David Braben would wear on a live stream. Yeah, absolutely it does. I absolutely put it more like Keith Chegwin. Keith Chegwin would wear something like that. Isn't he dead? Yes. I thought Keith t- yeah, Keith I'm Chegwin. sure he is. Well, he'd still be wearing one in his coffin. Oh, wow. How dare you diss the Cheggers? I can't, I can't believe this. Disrespecting the Cheggers, you are. <laughs> I, I, I can see how Psychic would like them, though, and how other people would like them. But me, humbug. Well, I, I um, think the jumpers are so good. That those um, those Christmassy jumpers are are so so good. I'd love one in real life. Um, yeah, Newell, uh, if you if you go onto the stream now, you can see uh, the Chris Mark Four. We have someone actually wearing one live on stream right now. I, I, I must admit, I, I I think I'd like one myself. To be honest, there you go, Frontier. That's instead of your t-shirts, we'll have one of them on your on your store if you don't mind. <laughs> Knitted by nanas. Knitted by nanas. Oh, yes, it is actually Slumdog. It is more of a Giles Brandreth jumper set. 
Yeah, that that certainly is is something. Right. Okay. What we're going to do is we're going to take a short ad break, and um, we'll come back with a little bit of a a Christmassy discussion after the break. Are you thinking of suing over Miss Sol Python Protection Insurance? Had an accident in an airlock or slipped in a space station cargo bay and thinking of suing for compensation? Well, don't. I tried to take my ship commander to court for making fertiliser out of my crewmates. Legal fees have left me with nothing. And now I'm hungry. All the time. At Watt and Brittany, we take small print very seriously. We have a massive team of lawyers just waiting to block your case and ramp up your legal costs. I wanted a simple, no-win, no-fee arrangement. My case got blown out of the water by Watt and Brittany, and now I have to rent out my arse for hydrogen fuel. At Watt and Brittany, we have a saying. If you don't want a beating, stay out of our court. I was savaged by a wild creature whilst fixing a vending machine. Can't I claim compensation? No, you can't. Because we have a massive team of lawyers and you're just someone who works for a living. What and Britney? Don't even think about it. This is a public service announcement from the Fuel Rats. Please stop what you're doing and pay attention. If we can rescue you, we will. But you can help us help you by following these easy steps. 1. Fly 50 light seconds or so from the system's main star and drop out of supercruise. 2. Note down the current system and the nearest stellar body. 3. If you're on emergency life support, log out immediately. Four, go to fuelrats.org and click Get Help. Five, stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best. The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? We buy any ship. Bar none. We buy any ship. Bar none. Any model, any colour, any shape, any size. We buy any ship. Bar none. We here at We Buy Any Ship Bar None are ready to take your excess space travel vehicles off your hands. No more negotiating with dodgy space station vendors. We'll simply give you an estimated quote online. Then, when you get here, we'll point out all the little dints and scratches that make the price get smaller and smaller before we actually give you any money. And the beauty is... We take any ship. We buy any ship. Bar none. Terms and conditions apply. We buy any ship excludes trading in any of the following vehicles. Adder, Anaconda, Asp, Bauer, Cobra, Constrictor, Cruisers, Eagle, Falcon, Gecko, Griffin, Gear, Harris, Harrier, Hawk, Kestrel, Crate, Lanners, Lifters, Lions, Mantis, Merlin, Moray, Osprey, Panther, Puma, Python, Saker, Sidewinder, Skeet, Spar, Stowmaster, Tearsel, Tiger, Transporter, Turner, Viper, Wyvern, or any Imperial or Thargoid vessels. And welcome back. Oh, what we thought we'd do for a discussion this week is we're going to do a bit of a comparison here about um, you know Christmas events in gaming. Um, as far as Elite Dangerous is concerned, we have a couple of uh, Christmas things happening. Um, there's um, the free arcs, which happen when you log on every single day. And there's an increasing amount of arcs, which are available. Um, and we've also got three packs of Christmas goodies, which we've which is basically touched on, uh, each for six thousand four hundred arcs each. Um, just to remind people, um, five thousand arcs cost two ninety nine, uh, eight thousand eight hundred twenty arcs cost four ninety nine, and seventeen thousand arcs 
will cost you nine nine uh fifty nine. So um basically you're looking at a tenner to get two of them. Um Psychic, do you wanna go first? Well they've they've also done the winking cat stuff as well, which is the first time in my memory that they've done anything like this. Mm. And giving away like unique items for free, with the exception of the, the last one, um has with the exception of one of them, Ethan has. I don't think they've done that before. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, do you class the thyroid bobbleheads in that where you had to? I mean, that a was thyroid heart, and then you get a thyroid bobblehead. That's constant, though, isn't it? In in game, that doesn't. That's not a restricted to an event. That that is true because I thought they stopped doing them, but apparently they, they, you still can claim them. <laughs> but they were they were kicked off at that. Uh, with um, I think the invasion, uh, a community goal with uh, the invasion of of the what was it? Was it the Coolsack? No, it was the Witch Head, the Witch Head and, Nebula, and the Thargoid Bobbleheads specifically. You don't just go to a point and scan a beacon and get that. No, no, you, you have, have to get a Thargoid. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Is it is it just one or is it ten? It's a no. It's the Thargoid Heart and ten metal alloys. Oh right, okay. So yeah, fun, right? So I mean, I, do you think that these are these Christmas offers are quite good compared to what we're going to be discussing? Yes, I do. Right? No. Oh, you don't. <laughs> There's a surprise. Psychic and chat. I've got my drinks ready. I've got my drinks ready. A chat, get your drinks ready. It's really important that you do that. No, 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 no. It's, it's fine. No, we'll carry on with the rest of the discussion because I'm curious to see what other games do for Christmas. I mean, just talking very briefly on Elite, and I think I raised it on, on Discord the other day, was that mm-hmm. I don't know how law-friendly it is, not that it kind of matters anymore anyway, but I don't know how law-friendly it is to have a single Christmas event galaxy-wide, if you see what I mean. Is it, is it something they would celebrate in Imperial Space or Alliance oh, yes. or in... Um, in um, or what about it at uh, Beagle Point or in uh, Colonia? Would they all celebrate it on the same day? Because I reckon it's not December the twenty fifth. Some. Well, we'll touch on on that and how various other um, games handle it. But uh, as far as I'm I'm concerned, it's Elite Dangerous is basically mostly a human game. I mean, you can't role play as anything else but human. And as far as Christmas is concerned, it's mostly a human celebration. It is, but would it? But the date would be different. And, that said, that and, said, though you're you're saying that, Shan, but the gifts from the gifts that are coming are coming from the winking cat. So that's one person celebrating. Effectively, it's not like everyone and and everything else is kind of uh, extracted from being like game central. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think I think not everything's got to have a, a law reason for it. We're just having a bit of fun. <laughs> uh, ben, you wanted to say something. You think it's good value? So I, I think it's good value, but yeah. this is also the only thing where I felt I need to give Frontier money to get what I want. Right. Oh, is it? Um, it's it's um, yeah. the free arcs. The free arcs get one. Didn't you know you're getting like 100, 200, and now we're on 300 arcs a day? Mm-hmm. Um, even for one suit, I needed 6,400 arcs. 
I'd just gone off and spent a bunch of arcs on my scorpion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I needed to go and buy some more arcs to get my Christmas jumper. And I wanted my Christmas jumper. And especially, I wanted my snowman hat. Yes, especially with what you do with that blooming carrot. Anyway, Shan. <laughs> I, I would... Ha- has anyone worked out? I'm sure they have, but I can't remember the figure. How many arcs we get in total for logging on every day up until Christmas? Because I think it would be nice if the pricing of these stupid jumpers equaled the amount of arcs you would get if you logged on every day. Oh, it absolutely won't. It'll be far higher. Given what we've already it already made, there's not a chance. I said I, I said it'd be nice. I, I didn't say it Oh, it's not be. happening. I, like even what we've got already, we'd need to make like in excess of a thousand arcs a day. I would have thought to yeah. be able to uh, be able to reach it. So yeah, so actually, I mean, it's a game long advert for this rather than actually being able to earn it in game. Well, that said, we've been earning. Well, if you've been playing the game, you've been earning four hundred arcs a week, easy money. So if you've been wow. saving up. For maybe a chrome skin, let's say hypothetically, you've been saving up for a chrome skin. You've easily got the the funds for that because you knew that was coming. Yeah, you, you're told if you want to get the the three packs of Christmas goodies, you're looking at sort of nineteen thousand arcs, nineteen thousand two hundred arcs, and so you know you're at least spending a tenner there. So that's three months of saving at four hundred arcs a week for five thousand arcs. Yeah. But then again, you got the Christmas bonus, which I think is it's going to work out approximately two thousand, three thousand hours. I'm not. This isn't. This isn't a Shan moan or Shan negative. It's just me. It's me. It's me commenting that it kind of would be nice to get people logging in and doing stuff in game to earn the Christmas stuff, rather than just reaching for the credit card. But anyway, yeah. Okay. Um, Psychic. Well, have you made your point? Well, I said something. What have I said now? <laughs> Oh, it's just you had dots after. Oh show. no, I, I responded. It's okay. Oh, okay, I understand. Right. Well, I'm going to call on Ben, even though he's he's busy shooting something at the moment, because um, you've got details of what what Star Citizen are doing. Yeah. So Star Citizen are doing this thing that they're calling the Luminalia events, which corresponds to what uh, Cal was saying. Um, not Cal. What Shan was saying. Sorry about would we all be celebrating Christmas? Or not, um, and there's a whole load of lore about around Luminalia and why it's being um, done now. It's basically an alien. The short version, though, is it's an alien holiday where these aliens invite you into into their household, and you then ex- and exchange gifts, and they give you gifts. But us being humans, we've gone off and basically co-opted it, um, and it's turned into. Shopkeepers are basically giving away, uh, giving away gifts for you to return them to their shop and then get money back from. Um, but there's also a bunch of missions and things like that, and it's all in game. Uh, so you know that that's all encouraging you and giving you stuff to do in game, basically. Um, a bit like the winking cat, though, a bit less subtle, maybe. Um, mm. You you literally just have to walk around the base and like there's presents everywhere. Um, the other thing that they're doing is they've got like an advent calendar um, where they're giving away free ship skins or you know, some, there's been a couple of free ship skins there's been one free jumper and there's been a couple of wallpapers and things like that um, Excellent So, But they have, what they haven't been doing I guess is they haven't been having like we've got a Christmas sale on our spaceships Yeah 
Shan, you wanted to ask me a question. Yeah, I've got a couple. Um, this event, when you said how it came across, I kind of like um, took me out of the uh, reality of it because the reality was if an alien came up to me and said, oh, hi, hi, hi Shan, do you want to come and see my space kittens? They'd end up with a bullet in the head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't just want to go you. in there. And, uh, and and secondly, so, I mean, I haven't seen this at all, but would you say it's more content than what Elite has been as the same or the less? What do you think? What do you think? I think it's more content to do in-game. I like the fact that Elite is giving you arcs because you can then go and spend them on anything you want or at least put them together for things you want. Whereas, you know, I got a, I got a ship skin for you know, a ship I don't even own and I probably won't own. Would that um, encourage you to buy the ship? No, it probably wouldn't. Might encourage some people to buy the ship, but wouldn't encourage me. Um, oh, and one of the things we got is a was a knife as well. Yeah, I forgot about that. Knife. <laughs> a knife um, for melee combat. Oh, right. And so you got it's, a, a Christmas carving knife. <laughs> yeah, but the the knife is is sort of to do with the the alien race who we're doing stuff with, or who where where we're stealing their 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 holiday from. I was expecting you to say the knife it's fine because the knife is red and green and it's got gold filigree so it's definitely Christmassy. Oh it's very non-Christmassy looking. Uh, it's a shame. Christmas- <laughs> yeah. The Christmas presents are very Christmassy looking. Um and it feels a bit a bit like you're sort of going off and collecting Christmas presents to give to Santa sort of. Although, you know, there isn't a Santa. Uh but that's you know that's just using existing mechanics that we have in both Star Citizen and Elite, which is like, you know, Elite could have done it just as easily, like, go along to person at the Horizon, at the Odyssey base, get package from them, and then, you know, take package to other place and give to somebody in a concourse somewhere. Um, so that could be, you know, there's no reason why Elite couldn't do the same idea. Um, but I did like it's in-game. Cool. I'm sorry, we're getting people visiting us in Live Station. Oh. Yes. Um, oh, hello, people visiting us in Live Station. Yeah, we've got um, Commander Rosencrantz Jr., uh, who I suspect, I think that's the, the gentleman who um, who showed me how to uh, basically beat a, uh, who beat the Thargoid with an adder. <laughs> <laughs> so he's come to gloat. Yeah, I don't uh, know just broken in here. And we have also a commander, Mex Seabomb. What a wonderful name there. Is that a Ben alias? <laughs> no, because no, you can actually see I'm ben. here. He's 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 busy he's busy doing stuff. Multibox? Yeah. I could be multiboxing, but I'm not. <laughs> right. Okay. Um well looking through the other things, I mean obviously uh uh, Overwatch do a, a massive Christmas event every year. They do, as, yep. as I mean, as does WoW. They they heavily discount everything. Um, they they do an advent calendar thing or something. Suck it. Well, that's World of Tanks. Oh, it's World of Tanks. World of Tanks. Oh, do an World, advent calendar WOT, thing. World of Tanks. Yeah, yes. okay. That, that's what that is. World of right. Tanks. I think World of Warships do something really similar as well. Um, I've looked at the World of Tanks one this year, and I think they're doing like a special mission in game each time, and a 
um, I eat like a, there's a special mission to qualify for some, like a small commo- um, commodity in game and a uh, a different discount on a different premium tank each day, um, which is it's it. I'm not a big fan of pay to win anyway. Um, and World of Tanks has had enough of my money in the past, so um, yeah, I'm not super keen on that one. Yeah, I'm a, I must admit, yeah, it's uh, pay to win games. I'm I'm I try and avoid. Uh, I mean, I must admit, I look at World of Tanks, I look at um, uh, at World of Warships, and I think, oh, I'd, I'd love to play it, and then I see what the buy-in is, and I think, oh, maybe not. I mean. Personally, I'm actually avoiding anything Blizzard this year. Same. Even though I, even though I do have Overwatch, um, I I'm not going to bother. In fact, actually, I, I installed Overwatch when everything hit earlier in the year. So we'll have to move on to the next one, and I will give everybody and their livers a warning. Shan, you're the expert on this one. What do Guilds Wars One and Two do? Well, both of both of those games, ArenaNet goes um, for Christmas, or what they call in-game Winter's Day, big time. Um, there are whole quest chains on both games, and to be fair, to do all the content would probably last you all the month of December and some of January to do it all, and that's how long the event lasts. It, it lasts for over a month. Um, some examples... Um, there are whole quest lines where you have to do things like protect the Winter's Day gifts from things that look like a cross between the Grinch and Gremlins. And later stages, you're trying to drive them back into their box. Um, there are whole new areas uh, where you can choose to compete with other players to see who can either deliver the presents or smash them to make kids cry. So that's a whole PvP arena. And pretty much all the major towns and player hubs are given a Christmas makeover. So they completely change the graphics, the assets, everything in the town is given a uh, a Christmas theme. And there's even stuff in town um, you can do to support Duena, who's the goddess of spring and light, or Grenth of death and more winter. And whichever god is victorious in this particular instance depends on the gifts and stuff you get so it's basically a huge 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 thing um with little bits more content each year so they really do go for it big time so let's um so it's a winter's day guide for guilds wars 2 is the link that we're putting in the show notes is that right yeah it's just an example of of what the sort of things there is to in guild wars 2 guild wars 1 is uh, I forgot. Everybody's been waiting for you to actually say Guilds Wars 2. You've managed to avoid the whole thing, saying the game, and Psychet's just been there with the, the, the gin ready for My mouth's dry, mate! <laughs> so anyway, in Guild Wars 2... <laughs> Merry Christmas, Si. I'll have to show you how to play Guild Wars. I'll have to, play you, I'll have to show you how to play Guild oh Wars God, 2 oh someday. Um, yeah, so basically, as I say... It, you know, Shan, I actually have Guild Wars 2. <laughs> you do have you? Guild Wars 2, Ben? I do have Guild Wars 2. I don't have it in Soul, but I do have Guild Wars 2. Well, it's, oh, it's, shit! It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's free to download um, and play. So I, if you, it, I, have, I have it on this thing that's called a CD-ROM. Oh, well, if you, well you, can, you can download Guild Wars 2 for free, and then... <laughs> 
you can make a guild, you can make a guild Wars two character, uh, but I think you're limited in Guild Wars two to a certain amount of um, things you can do before you can buy the game or whatever it is. So it's like yeah. a classic free to play game where, you, like in Star Wars, I think. And that's okay because I ha- I have technically played it, not played it, pay- paid for it. Well, if you log on to Guild Wars two now, you'll be able to see the Winter's Day stuff. I probably would. So, but put it like, as I say, out of all the MMOs and stuff I've played, the Guild Wars series puts the most effort into their celebration. Two drinks. Well, yeah. Well, Guild Wars Two builds on what Guild Wars One did. Um, in in that, uh, uh, I, like, I like the fact that uh, <laughs> Psychic choked on Guild Wars Three. <laughs> No, no, this won't be a Guild Wars 3 because they can expand Guild Wars 2 uh, for as much as they like. Um, uh, the chat room is now worried for you, Psychic. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm absolutely trolleyed, Rich. <laughs> no, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Are you as drunk as Colin was on Friday night? I don't think so. I don't think I've got so much work to do tomorrow, I can't be, allow myself to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's a challenge. So it's the Guild Wars Two podcast from now I've on. I've got I've got half I've got half a gin left, and I'm I'm savoring it. This is going to make me seem like a complete alcoholic. I'm not. <laughs> you I'm are. Just, I, just, I, I have never been so drunk. I couldn't remember if I won a prize or not. Has to be reminded of by someone else. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> if we're moving away from that game. Uh, what, I Guild Wars like, uh, 2? Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> um, I, was, I was playing... Oh, what the hell? The Plank game on Oculus Quest. Uh, what's it called? Someone's Plank Experience or something like that. Um, and I was like, hang on, that's new. And there was a bell there, so I picked up the bell. I was like, okay. Ring the bell. Nothing happened. Keep ringing it. And like, hey, I'm ringing a bell. And... And then all of a sudden, it was like, I got teleported into Santa's sleigh. Um, so for the plank experience, instead of walking across a plank and plummeting to your death, you're, you can also ride in the sleigh and throw presents down people's chimneys. But like, that, was, that was a fun little Christmassy thing that they added in. Um, quickly, Shan, then. Well, I was going to ask. Um, I, I was just reminded... Uh, something else in Guild Wars 2. There's a jumping puzzle or three difficulties you can do. But anyway, um, just a question is, do we think the effort people like ArenaNet, etc., put into the Christmas stuff is worth it? Or do we think, ah, oh, that's just, I won't bother, I'm on holiday. I'm, you know, I'm just wondering, because they obviously put a huge amount of effort into this. Uh, I'm just wondering whether people feel as though the Christmas stuff generally in games is worth the effort, or would you rather just... Um, not bother. It's something oh. special. Oh, Sorry, Colin. It, it's something special, isn't it? I, I I look forward to seeing which games that I play are doing like something special for Christmas. Just um, even if it's just like a little something. Like for example, um, on Christmas Day in Minecraft, all of you if you get, play Minecraft on Christmas Day, all of your chests are and parcels. Oh, that's cute. I mean, I think that's really cool. <laughs> um, is that Java edition, Windows edition, or both? Or Bedrock edition, I should say. Uh, that's a really good question, Ben. But yeah, they have these parcels that are really nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
I think yeah. Java Edition, to be honest. Well, it was definitely Java Edition that I was playing. But um, yeah, on on like unmodded Minecraft, Christmas Day, everything. Um, your chests become Christmas presents, and now I'm beginning to think that I've imagined it, and I'm very <laughs> self conscious. No, well, I'm sure I've played. I've played Minecraft on Christmas Day. I'm that nerd. In yeah. in in Guild Wars Two this year, if you complete some quests, you get a Christmas tree in your home instant in your home so does that mean next year if you manage to to uh you could buy christmas decorations for your ready room oh could you imagine well i was about to ask the question is with all this in mind do we do we kind of wish frontier had done more or do you think they'd be better off spending their time and effort and money on other things or well if they if we do think they should have done more etc what do we think they would be Christmas decorations around the stations. Well, first of all, at the moment, I think no. Sorry. Uh, I think at the moment, with the state the game has been in so far, if they'd put anything like that in, you know what would have happened. With there's already been complaints about uh, about these Christmassy uh, arcs, uh, no, the Christmas outfits already on the forum saying, why aren't they fixing bugs? You know, because the graphics artists not. Not not programmers, yes, yeah. yes, yes. But I'm I'm just I'm just I saying know, what the people are idiots. Are, not my opinion. And yeah, there's a massive thread yeah. on there going. They should have been fixing bugs, not doing Santa costumes. And you just wanted to basically the, take the big hand, the the big virtual slap, and just yeah. go around everywhere. Although it would be nice if they put fairy lights around all the Coriolis stations around Seoul. <laughs> I'd like that. That'd be cool. I, I, I would like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it actually it goes put to a point which I think we'll be discussing quickly later because I just spotted the time. Um, oh, but at the yeah, I know. At the moment, I think that if they had done anything more than what they'd done, I I think the community will be going. Why are you putting this stuff in? We want bugs fixing. And yeah. Yeah. I think I think anyone who complains about that on the forum should have their cloud catcher turn into a Grinch in game. <laughs> yes, we definitely need a, a Grinch Grinch suit, don't we? Um, if I could buy a bar humbug hat and wear it while I'm walking around outside, I would. Uh, it reminds me of the Matrix Online at Christmas and the Matrix Online. What used to happen is that the whole of Mega City, which is where the Matrix was supposed to happen. It would snow constantly, and on top of that, everybody got one of these free Santa hats. So you had these people all walk around in the the in the sleek Matrix gear with a stupid Santa hat on top. <laughs> and what was really bad was the stats for the for the Santa hat were fantastic. Oh, so even better! Everybody would just keep on wearing them after Christmas. Are you wearing your Santa hat and July? Yeah, Santa hat it is beating down, really hot, apparent, in you know, sunny yeah. in the Matrix. You're there with your big trench coat, you're, you're, you're there with your double Uzis, and you've got a Santa hat on. Yeah, kind, kind of ruins think, the, the aesthetic. Know, just thinking, actually, with the new Matrix film coming out, do you think that's any chance of that getting re- some kind of resurgence? There's more chance of me enjoying Star Citizen. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to go with uh, Star Wars. Um, or the Star Wars Online? What? No, what was the? Star, well, the Star Wars Galaxies. Star Wars Galaxies. That's it. Yeah. 
Well, no, I'll tell you, actually, no, this is better. Um, there's more chance of me enjoying uh, Star Wars The Old Republic Starfighter combat than there is. Because <laughs> that was the one game that just, it just killed Star Wars The Old Republic for me. Mm. I think, I, sorry, I think in general, though, Frontier don't tend to do celebrations and events. I mean, I was just thinking back again to Guild Wars 2, and especially Guild Wars 1, where for April Fool's, they the developers always play a trick on the players. Like the first time they did it, mm. when you logged into a town, your character had their gender reversed and swapped. <laughs> and they didn't, they didn't, they didn't tell anyone. Of course, you know. So if you had a female character, they'd end up as a male version of themselves, and vice versa. <laughs> and then, and then the subsequent year, every character that went into certain towns appeared as a stick man. You know, the matchstick man. So there's all sorts of stuff like that they do, as well as the other in-game lore. And I don't think, I, I'm trying to remember, I, I don't think people ever moaned that for not having, for spending the, the time on the content. Because it was always something, oh, do you remember when you logged into Lion's Arch and your character was a stick man or something like that? They always appreciate the fun part of it and the extra stuff and the extra mile the games companies went just for certain events that make you remember do you remember when and i don't think you can necessarily put a price on that do you remember when moment no so i mean would you equate that though to the halloween stuff we had a couple of years ago or would you call this winking cat stuff christmassy personally it's it's compared to what's in other games it's it's nothing like as much as what other games do it. Can you give do me I... a game? Can you give me a game that's an example of that? Um, that isn't Guild Wars Two. I was going to say, are you feeling thirsty again? No, well, no, no, I'm... no, no. Just like a, I, a, another example. I would say that there is the Life Day in in Star Wars: The Old Republic. Uh, that's a celebration that goes on from the fourteenth of December to the eleventh of January. It's one hell of a long day, if you ask me. And there's tons of there's normally tons of stuff and events happening, but I think this time is the one time when you don't actually um, have a specific plot. Normally, there was a, a little Christmassy or life date plot or a couple of missions that you could play through, but uh, not this year apparently because they've got a big update coming in February and they need to run on that. So that remote on deck for that. Mm. GTA does GTA and Red Dead Redemption do. A fair amount of Christmassy things, including making the whole map snowy and too so snowy you can barely play the bloody thing. <laughs> um, yeah. Right. Well, uh, we're going to have to call it um, on well, the community corner thing. Um, no, sorry, on the main discussion because we're, we're running out of time again. Um, if we go quickly to the community corner, I am. Um, Chris Mark Ford, do we have a message from Canon? Indeed we do. I saw Thargoids killing Santa Claus in the Pleiades Nebula last night. They didn't see me creep Out of which space to have a peek They thought that I was tucked up in my skateboard fast asleep Then I saw Thargoidicals Santa Claus With their tractor beam so glowy green 
It would have been if only a Sai had seen Thargoid killing Santa Claus last night. Wow. <laughs> and there you have it from um, <laughs> Canon. Have a very Canon Christmas. <laughs> Work that one out what you want. Take what you want from that one, I think. Um, now, I have to point out that uh, we uh, we've run out of time. Uh, there was um, an interesting video put up by Guy Pierce, which we'll put the link into the show notes about the lack of console news uh, and why um, uh, obviously there's a lot of frustration within the console part community. Um, uh, obviously, it's something I think that we can we can discuss next year. But until then, we'll um, uh, we will we'll table that until next year. So I I apologise, Guy. I know that I mentioned in 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 your comments that we would discuss it on Live Radio this week. Unfortunately, we've run out of time for it, uh, but we will do it another time. Um, Psychic, do you have a poem? Hey, Kate's just sent me a poem, and it's wonderful, and I need you to hear it. Uh oh. No, no, is no. Any- it's okay. Has anybody else got a horrible feeling of dread? Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the sidewinder. Not a creature was stirring, not even a llama. The stockings were worn by Shan with care, in the hopes that Ben would soon be there. Colin was nestled all snug in his bed, while visions of plums danced in his head. And Psychit, in her beanie, had just settled in, and her glass was now empty where there used to be gin. So now Lave Radio is done for the year, and you've explained exactly how we got here. And lots about Guild Wars. That doesn't seem right. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. <laughs> Thank you, Katiana. <laughs> that was great. And on that point, uh, we end the show. Unfortunately, I think we, we, we might be going downhill. Very rapidly. Going. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, right, fair enough. Uh, we have to do a shout out. We have to do some shout outs now. Um, Hutton Orbital Live, we've got to shout out for Amelia Hawk for covering your rare good. Yeah, Amelia very kindly. Um, well, uh, Amelia and Hutton Orbital have been doing a, a run through of rare goods and filling in the story behind them and making and pointing out dangerous rare goods. And uh, this week she chose the um, rare good that I had in game, which is the Shan's Karis Orchid. And uh, I just want to say it was really tasteful and well done. So a thank you to Hutton Orbital and Amelia for what they did the other week. It was it was very good. Yeah, I'm quite hesitant about the next one because as everyone should know by now, Dockers is doing a charity Christmas special and they've sent us a video. Do we have the video to play? Beyond Dockers goes deep into the psyche of the modern 34th century Christmas with exclusive content from the people who run the galaxy. Oh God, it's Christmas Beyond Dockers. Oh, this will be the last fucking Christmas you ever see. Christmas. 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 Christmas, Michelle. What do you know about Christmas? Christmas. Christmas dinner. Christmas for Christmas time. Christmas. Christmas Eve. Bam! Christmas. What would you like at Christmas? Merry Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Christmas? Christmas. <laughs> oh, good lord, Michelle. How much did I drink at that Christmas party? The Dockers Christmas Special. It's monstrous. Donate to our Just Giving page at tinyurl.com slash 
beyond Christmas. Catch the premiere 9pm UTC on Twitch TV slash PsychoCow on Boxing Day. And and welcome back. Oh, thank God for that. That was a lot better than I was expecting. <laughs> it was like the Nickelodeon version, wasn't it? it? It was. That was that was obviously the oh this is this is the nice and uh this is the nice and friendly one. It's going to be um yeah. So I nine PM Yeah, the fact it starts at nine PM should give you a clue. Yeah, nine PM on Boxing Day for the Dockers Christmas special. Uh, I hope you've got something to clear out your ears afterwards because it would just be full of filth. Um, obviously, our sister station, Patton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30. I don't know if they're doing one this Thursday, but uh, well, if they are, you can tune in at twitch.tv slash Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at uh, discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQC. Um, always give that a call and uh, you'll find Musketeer and uh, Commander Chig always, always um, enjoying a bit of CQC action. Um, we'll also give some shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. We've got Allagrab AM, uh, Black Sky Legion, uh, the aforementioned Canon people at the Canon podcast. Uh, Spanish speakers have the Elite cast. There's a Fatherhood podcast. We also have Flight Assist. Uh, last show of the year this time, Psychic? Uh, we did our live show on Sunday. Mm-hmm. That is going to go out at some point. <laughs> I think I've still hung over on Sunday. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't know when it's going out. It's on the, the, the there's a vod on our Twitch and it'll go on our YouTube probably tomorrow when I have chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also the guard frequency, um, loose screws, um, squeaking fuel, and system chat. And for those who want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, there's the Data Slate Project, Data Slate Podcast, which was created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Uh, now, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude. Hi to Beetlejude, we can see you in the chat. Uh, and would just like to thank everybody who's chipped in on the Twitch chat and the in-game commanders that uh, has come up and given me and uh, uh, me and the Chris Mark for a wave. And basically, Ben, for just being rude with a carrot. I don't know how he managed it, but he did. So we'll also have to say a special thanks to Commander Tokoso, JN Trax, and Alan Stroud, who have created music that we use on this show. Uh, now, does anybody have any final business before I say the final words? Oh, I'm wishing everyone a happy Christmas and, you know, good new year. There's that. Happy so, Jesus Day! <laughs> happy zombie G- no the zombie oh, Jesus Easter. Days and Easter yes so actually happy, December yeah. the 25th isn't the day that Jesus was born it was usurped by Christianity from a pagan sun festival so happy sun festival everyone yes <laughs> happy usurped Jesus day everybody <laughs> thanks to all those monks that couldn't work out that Jesus was born in minus 4 BC and not on zero AD. So yes, happy Coca Cola Day, happy birthday Santa, happy Kris Kringle Day. Just reminds me of the, the the Japanese. I don't know whether this is an urban legend or not. I wish it was true, but people thought that people in Japan got a little confused about Christmas when someone had actually crucified a Santa and put it in the display. 
<laughs> I thought it was a KFC uh, kernel. Oh, no, no, that's actually true. Um, Japanese people love KFC as part of their Christmas meal. So how come you remember that answer from the quiz, Colin, but you can't remember what you won? I know. I've, I've got this email that I'm about to send to Frontier saying, uh, hi, I, I can't remember. I won a prize on the spinny thing on, on, the, <laughs> on the Friday night, but I can't remember what it is. They're probably there just go, oh, God, that, that idiot has, full, has messaged us again. Um, right. So that's it for another episode of Lave Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com. It is up at facebook.com slash laveradio. Tweet us at laveradio on Twitter. Uh, you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders come to hang out and chat, uh, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at half eight and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So thanks to Shan, thanks to Psychit, and thanks to Ben for, uh, for basically joining us for the whole year. It, it's been a... As everybody knows, it's been quite a, an exciting year. Um, <laughs> uh, exciting year. Well, let's just say it's been interesting times. <laughs> if we're going with the Japanese thought, um, uh, Japanese proverbs. Um, uh, special thanks to our today's tech specialist, which is uh, uh, the aforementioned Chris Mark Four, and uh, to everybody, just Ben. Get away from me. Go away. He's, he's, he's at it again. And I do apologise to anybody in the stream because I can't move my commander at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Grant for but, showing up. So is that... Oh, yeah, Grant's back. Hi, Grant. <laughs> is, is that a new emote or a new thing, Ben? Thing it's called a carroting. <laughs> oh, dear. Ben right. is giving Colin a carroting. Right. I oh, it's a Chinese saying, says Black Knight. I do apologise. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? Is that like some orange inserted? Need a safe one. Space can be done. I'm going to see the galaxy.
guys. Hold the fort for two seconds. I'll be right back. Galnet News Digest, 21st of December 3307. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, don't wait for salvation. Holiday hauling. Where now for Marlinism? Waiting for the cats. Next haul. Commanders have been urged to continue the fight against Thargoids and not to rely on salvation to save us. There are currently 15 populated systems under invasion by Thargoids. By contrast, mad scientist and mystery man Salvation has so far managed to clear just four systems in three months. And that's only if you include his proof-of-concept demonstration in the Kornsar system. Nonetheless, there are signs that all three superpowers are actively considering backing Salvation rather than Aegis, and significant numbers of naval fighters from all three superpowers and from Sirius Navy have resigned their commissions to work for Salvation. There are plenty of people calling for him to strike again, but Salvation has already stated that he is planning to make his next move in the new year, so there's a gap to fill. And that means ordinary pilots equipped with AX weapons fighting the Thargoids one by one in open combat. Systems in the Pleiades, Witchhead and Muscadart region all need urgent assistance, both to combat Thargoids and to attend to the damaged stations. It's unclear why Salvation seems to be progressing so slowly. Perhaps it's the need to amass resources to fire his super weapon. Or perhaps, as he has hinted, he plans to do something even more incredible, something that will deliver what he called a decisive blow against the Thargoids. For now, the Thargoids seem, if anything, more resolute to continue their invasion. There are also plenty of Thargoid attacked stations where the fires have been put out, and everyone's been rescued and taken to a safe place, and that need to be repaired. Operation Ida tackled three of those stations over the weekend, repairing Ayesu Dock in the Pidey Sector PD-S B4-0, Hudson Observatory in HIP-17694, and Reed's Rest in Meropi in a 24-hour sprint, and went a fair way towards repairing Donner's Oak before the 24 hours had elapsed. Operation Ida doesn't just do one-off events. It's in the station repair and long-distance hauling business for, well, for the long haul. They're currently repairing the Oracle in Delphi, and with a special event running until the 1st of January, they'd be delighted to get some new recruits. The death of almost mythical bomb-maker Theta-7 brings to an end a turbulent 15 months for the Empire. The violence perpetrated by the Neo-Marlinist Liberation Army provoked a response from the Empire that in turn resulted in hundreds of thousands of those who believed that the Empire should operate as a republic with elected senators being forced to leave the Empire altogether. Left huddled in refugee camps along the Federation and Alliance border systems, it was the Sirius Corporation that stepped in to create a reservation for these Marlinist Republicans in the Hyades sector and allowed the Marlinists to establish a multi-system democracy outside the Empire. 
With the terrorists gone, the future looks more secure for the colonists. It seems likely that, at least in the short term, the Marlinists, under First Minister Octavia Volkov, will follow the lead of their murdered founder, Jenna Fairfax, and will seek peaceful coexistence with the Empire. Perhaps the Emperor and the rest of the Duval dynasty will be able to come out of hiding. Perhaps, in this new peace, the Empire will once again have a figurehead other than Denton Petraeus. But there are still plenty of Marlinists who dream of returning to the homes they left behind in the Empire and living under a representative democracy in the Marlinist Republic of Achenar. If they hope to achieve this by peaceful means, they may need to wait a while longer. The editorial board at Galnet has issued an apology for the unauthorised poems that appeared on the Galnet newsfeed on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. They say their technical team is investigating how transmissions could be inserted into the channel without Galnet's authorisation or editorial control. Although Galnet's editorial board remains quiet about who it is that's perpetrated this crime against editorial integrity, it can only have been the infamous winking cat, the art thief and security expert. How do we know this? There's pretty strong circumstantial evidence. The Winking Cat has been able to gain unfettered access to the most secure vaults in the galaxy. The Winking Cat has defeated the security systems in the Federal Capital on Mars. The Winking Cat has made a mockery of Achilles Corporation's security robots by reprogramming them to purr. Who else is better placed to crack into the Galnet feed? In addition to the circumstantial evidence, there's also the more direct evidence. These three messages point to caches containing giveaways that have been organised by the Winking Cat in the DSO, ZX and Epsilon Eridani systems. Every commander in the galaxy who visits these sites and scans the uplinks before the 30th of December will earn some very special seasonal prizes. The Winking Cat has promised that three more caches will pop up on Thursday, so we'll have to wait and see if Galnet's technicians are able to secure the newsfeed before the next message is due on Friday. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. We read the news so you don't have to. 